They're, they're I have not had good luck growing potatoes. We had good luck with I mean, isn't the point that you don't need luck to grow potatoes? One would imagine. I can't, I'm really <laughs> yeah. good at growing, like, most things. The only things I have a problem with is Brussels sprouts and potatoes. Weird. I remember, like, always sh- digging up potatoes in my dad's garden. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. It, was like, it oh seems gosh. like it's something that you just throw in the ground and cover with dirt. But, <laughs> nope, I can't get it right. <laughs> what kind of potatoes are you growing? Uh, they were purple. Potato chips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your twice-monthly podcast temporarily delivering the juice on the Joe. And this is your episode 99, and today we're going to be covering minute, we'll say 4214 to 5130-ish, yeah. depending on what version of the movie you have, probably, sure. and... Hey, don't worry we're, about it. We're starting at what point in the plot, and we're going to end today at what point in the plot. Yeah, you'll see how it goes. Well, Follow along. Not, he didn't answer. I was asking. Oh. <laughs> I thought you just meant, like, <laughs> insert that part here in your head, listener. No, I was trying to help them out. I'm drunk. Oh, no. Uh, I do have a last episode recap. That'll help them out. Okay. But first, maybe I should introduce us. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm your host, Aaron, and of course, we're covering the G.I. Joe movie with... With two men, you know, speaking of Cobras, as we will be, I'm with two men that played a great role in Springfield, Missouri's own Great Cobra Scare of 1953. One of my co-hosts says a young scamp was taken advantage of by a pet shop owner who sold him a dead fish only to tell the kid, sorry, no refunds. Well, this young man took his retribution bull by the horns, and he later snuck into the back storage of this pet store, discovered a crate of Indian cobras, and released them into the store. Well, those snakes ended up outside the borders of that store and invaded the whole city of Springfield, Missouri, starting a panic. Housewives were discovering cobras in their gardens. Motorists were running over them in their driveways. And it fell to one man, the other co-host, to quell the furrow. City manager at the time... Uh, my co-host concocted a scheme to drive an ice cream truck from street to street, blasting Indian snake charming music to draw the cobras from their hiding spots. And this plan failed. But why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm lost, Ryan. <laughs> I'm Caleb, and it wasn't Indian snake charmer music. It was just a loop of of a man going, "Once a man." <laughs> well done. Yeah. What is the that? You, there was the great are you guys aren't familiar with this? I'm, no. I'm familiar with it because I, I drink. You're a historian. No, because I drink the beer called Cobra Scare. This was the thing oh, that happened in beer, town? There's a beer called Cobra Scare? Yeah, Mother's. On, we'll get back to you. Mother's puts out Cobra Scare. Oh, okay. And, then that, and that's a local brewery, so obviously they're. Yeah, I learned about it through alcohol. Okay, great. That's how we should learn all things. Ryan, yes, this is a real thing. I didn't know it until recently. <laughs> 1953. Wow. A, a, I think scare. 14 Cobra. 
Cobras were found in Springfield, Missouri, in various places. Sounds very illegal. (laughs) And um, they never really figured out, like, people, most most of them were killed by hose, by people in their yard, like, killing them with a hose. Like, not a hose, like a sprayed water on them to death. Like, a bunch of hoes were running around (laughs) killing snakes. (laughs) Uh, Please, Caleb, sex workers, as we've learned from Woke Jet over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it says on my (laughs) t-shirt. But uh, I think 14 of them were found. Maybe one of them was captured alive. And I think one of them is actually preserved somewhere in a city museum. They a, There was a pet store owner in town who claimed that he never had these cobras. Uh, but he, I guess he was a uh, maybe an exotic pet store. And he said there, there were never cobras there until... Oh, there we go. Cobras scare the beer. Hmm. Until one day, uh, another person... Uh, in like 1988, some other old man admitted to being the person that released the cobras from that man's store and his rationale why he was pissed off because the pet store mm. owner. This is all over a fish. So, so folks, yes. what you were talking about earlier, there's another beer that's coming out by Mothers and it's called the Killer Hose. <laughs> well done. Thanks, Caleb. Porter. <laughs> Well, and it's especially timely because if you guys aren't doing anything tonight, tomorrow, or Monday, I believe, Victoria is the lead in her school musical. I'm busy. And that musical, <laughs> that musical is called Kelly the, Kelly the Destroyer versus the Springfield Cobras. And we watched it last night. It, it was Does really, it have to do with really the Cobra good. scare? It is inspired by the Cobra wow. scare no of shit. Springfield, Missouri. And that's not what the really the plot of it is about, but it is related okay. to it. And uh it was it was fantastic. Victoria was obviously fantastic as the lead character, Kelly the Destroyer, uh namesake. So she's doing that tonight. <laughs> uh, she plays the titular and, yeah, Kelly. Yeah, and she did it yesterday. Got a show tonight, but maybe I can come tomorrow. I don't know what time it's happening tomorrow, but I'll let you guys know. But uh she was great. It is legitimately sure funny. Was it was awesome. actually written by a Central High School alumni. Yeah, I was gonna say and, it must be an original yeah. Play. And and the music was hilarious. The the it's a it's a comedy. It's it, it is very funny. And the kids did a great job as Good. how many I, people I died in the scare i don't think anybody died oh really i think nobody just a bunch died. of unfortunate it snakes was a, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't their fault there was a lot of people that were scared oh it wasn't the cobra murder right but it definitely does sound like a very small town thing Missouri. i thought you were <laughs> making a reference at first to the simpsons episode whacking mm. day <laughs> Part of me wonders, it, uh, knowing this history now, if that episode mm-hmm. was inspired by it's in Springfield. this. So, anyway. Interesting. Wow. Uh, what are we doing, guys? G.I. Joe the movie, about ten minutes at a time. Uh, then we'll get back to something Transformers related. Yeah, we, there, Probably. Our, our listeners are demanding. There have been some very vocal minority, especially like uh, uh, like we were talking about All Hail Megatron is wanting us to get back to the robots. And we there's will. been a couple other people. Uh, we will. Hey, you know what? We as many people might not like the robots. We've got as many people that love the Joe. It's true, but we're about uh, at the end of this episode. We'll be halfway through the movie. Oh wow! I thought we were more than well, that. actually more than halfway because we're <laughs> end at the fifty-one, fifty-two minute mark, and it's about an hour. I think this is a good. Exactly. I think this is a good palate cleanser for our next phase. That's right. I agree. Sometimes you got to wash that metallic taste off your tongue. Yeah, with some Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the Joe. Uh, so last uh, last week I brought up Bill, or last episode I brought up Bill and Ted three, mm-hmm. and then days later, before we broadcast, we get Bill and Ted three news. What's up with that? That's the danger of recording a hundred months in advance. <laughs> and uh, turns out Dave Chappelle will not be playing the role of Rufus. No, he's who is nobody. Nobody. Aww. They're they're gonna pay 
but they will pay homage. To it the did, yeah. Well, the, the announcement said that um, one uh, of the most touching parts of the movie oh, will be good. in reference right, to good. it. I hope it's not like It'll be their Coachella uh, version, Tupac version of uh, yeah. holograms. As long as it's not the, as long as it's not like the the way they'd handled it in Indiana Jones in the picture of uh, <laughs> Indiana Indy's Jones and the photo of Sean Connery. Yeah. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. That was one of the most fun times I've ever had watching a movie, was texting you stupid alternate names for yeah. the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I never saw it. You don't need to. I did, that's why I didn't. Movie. I didn't think it's I would like it. it. You know, I would Waste like to watch talent. it with you guys just to make fun of it. It's 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 just I, so bad. It's good kind of movie. I was also previously soured on Shia LaBeouf. Uh, he's not the best. He doesn't bother me. Uh, are there any other things that we want to float out into the universe and make it come true? Uh, yeah, that gets get that dick sucking machine going. Actually, that exists. I'm sure, that exists. The, the, it's it's actually in hospitals. Is that not what a flashlight is? It's in yeah, but it's manual. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a. The, I think a Chinese company or a South Korean company that's developed. It basically looks like Hal, but it sucks your dick. Why is, uh, it, is it Hal, but with the Rolling Stone why would it be, logo? Why is it in hospitals? Because it's for people who. Like one, they need sperm donors or need to collect a sample, but people are too embarrassed to masturbate. Oh, which I'm like, I'm not. I mean, well, I don't have to. You don't have to jerk off in front of people when you're giving. Sample. I do. Well, you, that's a. But I'm saying. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't to. get off. <laughs> okay, yeah. We've made this joke lots of times. I'm no longer welcome in the mall. <laughs> if it if if it's a if it's a version of Hal that sucks your Just dick. Look, you can look what's it called? Of- Oh, Howl? No. Help me out here, guys. Uh, Howl! It's called, the, it's called the How Long Is This Gonna Take? <laughs> wow, somebody just doesn't well, like I it. Shot that bit <laughs> right in the fucking head, didn't <laughs> you? <laughs> Needs to... Uh, well, I, did, I did have a, little, a few, um, uh, I came up with some 99th episode little jibes. I'm, this is really funny. Uh, 99 podcast, but a bitch ain't one. Hmm? These are ideas for the episode name. <laughs> 99 bottles of friendship on the wall. 99 luff balloons. Oh, fuck. I was a little drunk when I read 100% this. 100% of these are bad. Yeah. The worst one is the 99 uh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I did I find, mean, I did discover that Toto has a song 99, and I'd never heard it before, and I started listening to it, and I immediately got choked up. I think Toto just it touches should, something in me, because Africa, well, I will lose it if I hear that song. You know, a 99 and a 66 are just really both unfulfilling numbers. How about 99 <laughs> bottles of... <how laughs> I about, see what you did. How about 99 bottles of bots on the wall? That's the... Now Caleb knows how to play this Well, game. I wasn't being serious. <laughs> and also, if 99 problems and a what ain't one, what's that what? Glitch. Glitch. It's, oh, anyway, right. never, I'm glad I brought this to a screeching halt to do that. What are we gonna? But here's the real question, though. What oh. are we gonna do for the hundo? I don't know. Yeah, we, we, listeners, we, what should we do for the hundo? We, By the, we can do whatever we want. I have some That's ideas. We'll talk about. There after ain't the no episode. corporate man That's trying right. to tell us what to That's do. Right. We give you the truth, the That's straight, right. unvarnished. I don't know what we should do for the hundredth. It's amazing. This may or may not be. We may or may not have recorded it by the time this comes out. So we we may or may not have taken your suggestions. Well, this is coming out next week. Yeah, Yeah, this is coming out. So we definitely won't have recorded it, and we definitely won't be taking suggestions. (laughs) Oh, we could. No, we could. If it comes out on a Sunday, there's time to on any given Sunday. There's we'll we'll call it. I wouldn't say any given. I would say Sunday the twenty first. Yeah. Well, so if you're listening, feel free to throw a little Twitter idea out there. So this is episode 99. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do for 100. Yep. Anybody, we're open to Maybe suggestions. We'll do nothing. 
Hey, Caleb, how's that file chart? <laughs> file chart? <laughs> how's, how's, how's that file card challenge going? Hey. <laughs> Are we still doing that? <laughs> so far, I'm on track to win this bitch. Hey, I did mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I've got a 50 percent chance. <laughs> I meant to print it up to read it on air, actually. Yeah, uh, G My Joe challenge. Uh, I'm not even. I'm not even going to tell people about it because it's just no. One's <laughs> if you want it, find it. Yeah, yeah. No do it. It's a lot of. Is this our lot. greatest not failure? Even, not even Mike Seibert did it. Well, it's a lot of work. I mean, it's kind of, you said you did yours in like 15 minutes. Mine took me several hours. Maybe we needed a better prize. Why did it take you that? hours? Because you drew your you no. drew a picture. Well, no, because I, I did found something on the picture. Yeah, well, okay, but it still took me about 45 minutes to do the text because it kept coming up weird, and I kept having to redo it because it it like would run over the edge or there'd be too much or something like that. Oh. So I had to keep redoing the text. Oh, that's on you, Jet. Yeah, that's not on me. That's G- on the program. My Joe. Yeah, you're. Supposed to go and make a file card and create a Joe character, and I really don't think it's going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also proud of mine. Here, okay, Ryan. So uh, Ryan, G- my Joe G.I. challenge. Joe, can you oh. tell us about uh, your? G- yeah, oh, I, I did. I did draw a likeness of myself uh, on there. Um, uh, my the code name is Captain Martini. Uh, he is a regular warfare expert. Uh, file name regular warfare. Yeah. File name Get Brian K. Hmm, sounds uh, analogous. Didn't go far afield with that. Primary military specialty unconventional warfare. Secondary military specialty Molotov cocktails. Um, <clears throat> Captain Martini joined Joe by accident, uh, mistaking a recruiting office for a gentleman's club with a particularly rigorous admissions process. Uh, despite being a pacifist and conscientious objector, Martini inexplicably rose to achieve the rank of captain. His specialty is unconventional warfare, so unconventional, in fact, that one might say he's never seen on or near the battlefield. He's essential in crippling the... God, this is long. <laughs> no wonder... It We're was intimidating so... anybody that would want to participate. He's, it's Indeed. It's, make it shorter than mine. This is awful. <laughs> he is essential in crippling the enemy's supply line and accidentally setting... Fu- whatever. Uh, you can read it. It's on the Twitter. His comrades mistakenly... <laughs> Tribute his lack of operational intelligence for humor when he often asks Cobra who? <laughs> and then the quote is Captain Martini's leadership, like his specialty, is unconventional, but his men praise his Socratic tendency to preface every order with, What do you think we should do? <laughs> his flask is always full and his mind is always there. You're a Quaker. Yeah, that's You're what a I was Quaker, thinking. Jack. I, that's great. I was, that's what I was thinking of. Is the, we had a friend who used to always call me a Quaker. Shout out to Chad James if you're out there. Hi, how's it going? Long time no see. I was going to make it Captain Quaker, but then I thought, ah, <laughs> I like seems Captain a little Quaker. insensitive I like to Quakers. Martini. Uh, when I first saw Captain Martini, it made me think of the Danny DeVito character in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think it looks like Ron Friedman. It does it look does. like Ron Friedman. I but think then, maybe Ryan realized, looks like Ron Friedman. Yeah, then we realize Ryan's like a young Ron Friedman. Oh, shit. I'll take it. Or Ron's an old Ryan. Let's go that way. Yeah. <laughs> this makes me important. Which, I mean, Ron was very well-dressed when I met him. He was course. in a sports coat. He, yeah. he was wearing a suit. People used to dress up. <laughs> doesn't seem like people do It made that me anymore. feel bad about interviewing him yeah. in swim trunks and flip-flops. <laughs> I also was not wearing a shirt. You're pretty dapper, yeah. But that was for the ladies. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's what all those cat calls we heard on the Ron Friedman interview were. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, shout-outs, guys. We've got some shout-outs. Shouts. Oh, I, I was going to say shout it, shout it. Oh, that's a ripoff <laughs> of Mike, Mike Cyber. Cyber yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just do it anyway. Go listen to that better podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
Oh, so I've actually got a couple. Oh, guys, this is this, how is, many, so this is really how, fun. How, you know what? How many ever you have, let's do them. All right, thank you for that uh, <laughs> for that permission. Uh, <laughs> iTunes reviewers, uh, and uh, hopefully I pronounce this correctly. Uh, Cecil or perhaps Cecil Adkins. I like Cecil. Is there, is there any other way to pronounce that name? Cecil. Cecil. No. Cecile. Well, that would be two L's. Keckle. Double L. Keckle. No, I don't like it. <laughs> We'll go with Cecil. Yep. Headline, best podcast ever. Oof. praise. To that, I ask, have you ever listened to Radio Lab? <laughs> have you ever listened to another podcast? <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh, Cecil goes on to say, this is the one podcast that I have to listen to as soon as a new episode comes out. I started listening about a year into the podcast, but caught up pretty quickly, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. I was sad to see the Transformers commentary end, but was pleasantly surprised to learn that they were going to be covering my other favorite childhood franchise. I've enjoyed the G.I. Joe the Movie episodes as much as the Transformers wow. ones. Mm. Keep up the great work, guys. Can't wait to see what you tackle next. Thank you, Cecil or Cecil. Yeah. That was great. And, and we can't very wait. Nice. We can't. Dis- we can't wait to see what we tackle next. Either. <laughs> so very sweet note. That's Don't really be sad. Cool. We're not done with Transformer stuff. Nope, no. it's got, uh, at all. We'll be. We, we'll get back to the robots. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe the next thing we'll do know. is uh, Chappie. I Chappie. I want to see that movie. I've never seen it. Is it not good? I've heard it's not good. I don't know. I'm going for it. All right. I'm in. Uh, but as soon and as we get through the yojo, we'll be we'll be. I back mean, to it's it. also possible I'll be dead by the time we're done. We so. could be dead by the end of this recording. Oh, fingers crossed. Yeah. Actually, it'll be the highest rated episode we have. I know we're acting all coy about it, but I'm going to go ahead and make the official announcement to okay. everybody. This is real. This is not made up by me right now. We've all decided, minute by minute, the next movie that we're going to cover is My Little Pony the movie. Are you ready? <laughs> I All right, guys, we have one more. <laughs> we have one more. I've never seen that movie. I, I don't think I have oh either. Oh, God. Followed up well, with Glowworms the movie. I can't put it down. We would, we'd would we have a whole other listener base to test. I saw Care Bears the movie. It's but, terrible. Really? Is that a Sunbow production? No, I don't think so. It's, but it's bad. It's bad. Like, like I think there's a few of them. Yeah, there are. So we've got one more. And uh, I'm going to give you the headline before I give you the name, because if I give you the name, it's going to give it away. I'm going to give you the headline and see how excited you get for this. Okay. And I don't want to take anything away from this review, but I want to go down a path here. Okay. Uh, The headline is Go Bears. Oh, (laughs) shit. I did it. He's still there. No, he's not. Ah! (laughs) You bastard. I thought... (laughs) I thought this was the triumphant return of the 85 Bears Rule 76 mm-hmm. in a new form, not unlike Galvatron. Yes. <laughs> Well Listeners may remember the saga of the 85 Bears in that they were a listener who would repeatedly refresh their reviews with very cryptic quotes from old movies like Cool Hand Luke, Red Dawn, mm-hmm. Buckaroo Banzai, and there were a few lines that were so cryptic that we, we could never <laughs> put our fingers on what it was. Well, we took this little fun thing we had going on for granted. And he's, and he's fallen. They've fallen silent. Oh, yeah. They fell, they fell silent after we suggested that maybe they should start more iTunes accounts with every new <laughs> You got a mouse in review. your pocket? Because we weren't involved okay. in that. Okay, I guess it's all on me. And uh, what ended up happening, yes, was that they not they disappeared from the scene and took their reviews with them. <laughs> Radio silent and whitewashed their entire existence. So awesome. so if you're out there, we still love you, Bears, and I apologize for, for my actions. But this isn't about the bears. 
this is about uh, a Twitter friend, All Are Dead, ah. uh, leaving us a review. And um, sh- uh, she writes, well, first of all, headline Go Bears. I, I'm assuming that she's a Chicago native. Well, uh, do you think it's like a, do you think it's a wink and a nod to the Bears? Maybe. That'd be a deep that cut. Be, yeah, that'd be well, something. That else. means we'll have to figure out if she's from Chicago, which means that some creeping is necessary, which means, Ryan, you're on the case. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> anyway, she goes on to say, I'm a huge fan of this podcast. Not only are the guys hilarious on the show, but I've interacted with them on Twitter a couple times, and they are amazing. I apologize if this isn't your cadence. <laughs> if you're a TF fan, this is definitely the perfect place to learn more about the characters we all love so much. I've already forced my friends to listen to it as well. Good. Keep it up, guys. <laughs> uh, we know who this is. Twitter, Twitter friend at all are dead. She is a shockwave and blaster mm-hmm. super fan, member of the cosplay community, yeah. aspiring mixologist in the vein of Blur or Swerve in the IDW universe, which I realize that you guys don't know anything about. They're bartenders. Oh. <laughs> and uh, last night, uh, while I was at this the play that I was talking about earlier, I saw some in, like cocktail engagement. Yeah, yeah, that was me. I, I I talked to her for a while on Twitter. Yeah, she had, was making up some Decepticon and Autobot yeah. drinks, um, and I asked for the recipe, and uh, she was like, "I threw this yeah, in there till it tasted so, right." Yeah. And she put a picture of his absolute citron and a couple other things. Yeah. We I think do. I saw something about an APDC-themed cocktail. Mm-hmm. That could be a hundredth episode banger. But you know, obviously, it's a you know, it's a shot. It's a callback to our our, our shockwave drink, which was what exactly? The lo- I think it was just called the lonely shockwave. It was, like, it was just drink. Yeah, it was just it was drinking gin in a closet. Yeah, by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, she did. I did. I think I did ask about like, hey, we could do that on our hundredth episode, and she her response was, "You think we're counting the Joe episodes?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. we are, and that's what counts. We take funny. anything we can get. Uh, well, well that's I, great. You know, I love meeting new people. I do too. Yeah, it's fun. We continue to meet new people, even though we've done this almost a hundred times. <laughs> I loved. I, I love Twitter. I get into it, then I get out of it, mostly because of work. I'd probably be into it. Somebody all the time called me out on Twitter yesterday. <laughs> oh, that was in me. a very embarrassing. It wasn't embarrassing. It was hilarious. People have commented that. Who like, am I talking it's to? Like talk, yes. Our account is schizophrenic because we just all jump in there whenever mm-hmm. we want. To it was stuff. a bla- it was a pretty blatant, terrible thing. Like yeah. I just no shame pretended like I was yeah. referencing just Ryan, writing, <laughs> just writing on, just writing the main platform just. Yeah, yeah and so I could jump in there and make a comment <laughs> just because I want to get interaction because I have like my my personal Twitter account is like fallow so <laughs> and so is mine but I don't do anything with my personal Twitter other than like our autopod yes, and retweet I retweet all of our posts <laughs> to get it back up to the top of that page and Caleb's got a and she, a couple twitters I got I well I have one twitter oh wait I'm sorry no, yeah I'm sorry our twitter, other co-host that rarely, shows up every now and again yeah, I rarely twitter. use and then the go yeah of course the ghost of the iconic moment has an account and right he, he pops in every once in a while Right. He usually makes a weed reference and then disappears. Poof! <laughs> 420 for life. Yeah, maybe he'll come back around one of these days. Get that Maybe medical. on the 100th episode. I haven't seen him in a while. Oh, yeah. That seems like a good time to gather some Oof. friends. It's, it's just so random when he shows up. <laughs> yeah, you'll never know. <laughs> never planned. Yeah. Uh, last episode recap. So we saw Lieutenant Falcon very definitely sexually harassing fellow co-worker Jinx, Oof. pulling the trigger on uh, this movie's first, but perhaps not only... Classic Sunbow wrist grab. <laughs> yes. 
had a lot of fun making that graphic. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice graphic. Thank Good you. job. That and then we discovered crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We through Twitter friends that uh, we challenged. Oh, it was um, we were like, wow. What if there's another? What if there's more risk grabbing in the other Sunbow Productions, yeah. which is. Uh, and I was just being, I was just being funny. And what's and what is My Little name? Pony and um, and humanoids. Yeah, and sure enough, it was Egus. Egus. Egus at Egus seventy four. Somehow dug up. He dug up the humanoids. Of, which I and My Little Pony yeah. of risk grab going on. Yes, which I've never seen in humanoids. I but don't know if I've risk, seen my There's some risk grabbing that. going on in it. I brought. I recalled through that. I recalled a, a, a risk grab where. Um, I forget, it's a G.I. Joe episode called, is it The Toy Master? But it's a oh, really yeah. weird, trippy episode where um, they're like all they're all off-duty and they get captured by this, this toy maker. They get thrown into this crazy top. environment. And there's a point where uh, Baroness is in a bikini and Flint wrestles her to the ground yeah, you on said, top you of her. Yeah, you a picture and it's totally awful. grabbing her by the wrist. It's really bad. Yeah, so Aegis uh, did really good at... Uh, Digging up some information. Egus or Egus? Egus. At Egus74 had the goods. It looks like uh, Egus is a big Inhumanoids fan because that is Mm -hmm. the banner of the Twitter presence. So so we saw all that. What a hilarious thing. It's funny and (laughs) terrible. It's funny and, and troubling at the same time. This, uh, this Mr. Sunbow is a jerk. <laughs> their logo should just be a, gr- a wrist getting <laughs> It should be. It'd be done in this sort Let's of change that. Uh, Russian constructivist style. Yeah, yeah like a sharp. Maybe should, we should do that. I, All right, maybe we'll I will. Make it, make it happen. Meanwhile, uh, Cobra sneaks on base. They make it through the uh, penoplastic shield, <laughs> super hard concrete, and uh, one, two, three of the best Joes, uh, and break Serpentor out of Joe Jail. We saw more sweet, disgusting Cobra Law tech, including yeah. some horseshoe crab grenades, a giant grub zeppelin, a vaginal <laughs> security gate, a path of esteem made up of billions of giant red mites, and of course the psychic motivator. We met Galobulus, who claims to have birthed Serpentor by planting that motivator into Dr. Mindbender, because he too dumb to do that. Yeah, him, really, so. really took it away was from like, him. And Mindbender was like, yep, okay. <laughs> he saw which way the wind was blowing. Totally. Uh, we we met the Uncle Fester Brigade, and everybody <laughs> swears allegiance to Galobulus, Cobra Law, except, of course, Cobra Commander, who is being held captive, awaiting trial, inside the womb of a giant fucking clam. <laughs> yes. And uh, finally, we clam? see... Uh, we shifted gears and we went to the court martial of Lieutenant Falcon because uh, he's a piece of shit. But Duke's love for his brother <laughs> keeps uh, Falcon out of prison, but gets him sent on a one-way trip to, to the, the slaughterhouse. slaughterhouse. <laughs> Whatever that could be, who knows? <laughs> so, I, what if we went to an actual slaughterhouse? It's, <laughs> Just, it's, we it's, wanted you to know how meat is made. We are, uh, yeah, we're at the forty-two thirteen point at this, and we open back up. On Cobra La, mm-hmm. and it is trial time. And Cobra Commander's talking all that shit, and Galobulus flies in on uh, his uh, Akbar head, as I'm going to call it yep. going forward, and commands silence or be silenced. Cobra Commander chills out a little bit, kind of go to the Dreadnoughts, uh, which, by the way, not the Dreadnoughts, mm-hmm. uh, as has been called out a couple Dread times. Knots. Although that's what Shout Buzz Dixon calls them throughout the commentary, oddly. I think he just was misspeaking. Is Dreadnoughts a thing? Yeah, Dreadnought is a battleship of some yes. kind. Yes, it is. I don't know if it's anything outside of that. Why didn't they just call it a thing that already existed? Ah. They invented a weird word that was too, like too close 
the, the Ass Buzz or Larry Hama. They're all, the, basically the the dread knocks are like why don't why don't they just kill him? What's all this palaver then? <laughs> Globulus explains that uh, this is a civilized society and we must abide by the tradition of their culture to right the wrongs that Cobra Commander has inflicted. It's a good time to have a, a flashback sequence with some new tech uh, that is called the Web of Remembrance. Yeah. Now, first of all, we've had so far we've had the Path of Esteem. <laughs> we have the Web of Remembrance. Uh, we have the tissue of regret. <laughs> I wrote down the t- the toilet of unforgiveness. <laughs> this is going to keep happening. I just want to call out. There's a lot of this blank of blank thing. Also, that, uh, Cobra Law is a fan a of real missed opportunity to make a snake reference, like the web of remembrance. I came up with three: the scales of remembrance. I thought sure, it would be better. Like better. The fangs of history, <laughs> I'm, I'm going or the it. coils not, of time. It's know, all better. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of snake yeah. stuff in Cobra Law, especially biotech. Well, as we get into it yeah you would think there would be more like why are they playing that anymore and what's also the well well i'm gonna wait on this so in a nutshell forty thousand years ago cobra law were the lord fucks of all the entire world so cobra law doing really well forty thousand years ago the most advanced civilization on earth and uh, an ice age came and just wrecked their infrastructure you think they could have hit Handled that. Well, and also, uh, do ice ages happen that fast? <laughs> it did this look like it was like a Thursday. All, yeah, all of a sudden, like, a fucking I, stalagmite of yeah. crystal frozen water just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah, this was a pretty heinous ice age. That started them on a on a downward spiral, but then um, began the time of the barbarians. Some deviant apes. Who I, who I assume are uh, pre-homo sapiens living in the grass, uh, killing mammoths, and, you know, all that caveman shit. And that was the nail in the coffin for Cobra Law. Barris has a good joke there. She does, at which time uh, she gets in a dig at Cobra's own hairless monkeys, the Dreadnoughts, of course, <laughs> as they kind of scratch and pick at themselves here. One of them's picking their nose, the other has a finger in the ear. It's <laughs> pretty funny. Looks like what's-his-face is rolling a booger between his fingers. I think he's playing with his chest hair. <laughs> You know, Ryan, uh, it's a good thing that we have you here as uh, APDC's own evolutionary biologist. What problems do you have with this so far? Um, Honestly, it's not that... Like, I was looking at it, and 40,000 years ago was around the time when our civilization, basically... It's a weird time because it was when there was a a real switch flipped, where we we evolved technologically very quickly right. from being like cavemen into having a civilization. We, we got into that agriculture. That's right. Well, That's right. As I understood it in my limited research, we homo sapiens, that is, had started evolving language and symbols and culture, I guess, for what it was worth 50,000 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, around that. But pre-humans, or I would say Neanderthals, are those who might have been our competitors that were along the same sort of genetic Jack branches. Mm-hmm. They were not around 50,000 years. They like, were. We, like, basically, Ice Ages happened fast and evolution happened well, very fast in this we, timeline. We uh, we intermingled with Neanderthals. Yeah, we, we interbred with them. But sure. it, it's possible there were still some around 50,000 years ago, but most, it was, it's estimated they went extinct between two 250 to 50,000 years ago. This is a big margin. But, That's, yeah. And the scale of the universe and Earth probably I have not been really curious that big a margin. I've been curious as to how much Neanderthal DNA I do have, but I, I haven't done the, 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 the test yet. Ah, well, in, in, so in what we see, see here... So we, here I got a 85% Neanderthal. No, <laughs> Turns out they are still around. 
I did read <laughs> in my balls. <laughs> people thought that humans killed them off, but um, some so. people now the new reports say that actually climate change killed them off. It just seems like they weren't. They like all evolution. We've uh, Homo sapiens have now effectively removed ourselves from biological evolution, natural biological evolution. But like they, I mean, they just couldn't compete well enough. Well, it seems like Cobra the, Law could have gotten to us before we'd reached that. It, point. There really was a long burn <laughs> where it's like maybe when Egypt started. Right. Yeah. I mean. It, anyway. So the Homo <laughs> sapiens they mastered in inorganic based technology that was not only a travesty to the ways of Cobra Law, but a threat to their very existence. So Cobra Law retreated. They isolated themselves and have been waiting for their opportunity to reclaim the earth. Quick question. Is that what the Pennsylvania Dutch have lined up for all of us? <laughs> wow. I didn't oh see that one coming. Is this a, uh, the, 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 what is that movie? <laughs> that terrible M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh, The Village? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fucking garbage. Uh, Twist. I that like Village it. is going to kill us all. I will make, I will admit, I like that movie very much. I, I need, I've only seen it once. I, I didn't love it. I've seen it multiple times. I don't know. It's definitely not his worst. No, it's certainly not his worst. Does that have Dallas Bryce Howard? Is she I the main character in it? Is. it yeah. Has, yes. Isn't it Joaquin Phoenix in that? Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. He's also in it. I liked it. She was uh, super hot in the Jurassic Park movies. Yeah. 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 I didn't think much of her in The Village. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a judgmental piece of shit. Well, um, you know, uh, because watch- a woman's I'm worth watch- is only based on her physical appearance. I'm not watching The Village right. going, mm, yeah, hot. <laughs> I think she's blind and maybe a teenager. I do know <laughs> I do know somebody, who, a, a female friend who um, <clears throat> is one of her, like, fan- like not fantasies, but Uh-oh. like she's into Mennonites. Like that's one of her turn-on. <laughs> if you Mennonites. think about it, I mean, all hipsters are Mennonites. <laughs> I look at me. Not that I'm a hipster. Oh, the glistening beard. <laughs> is it glistening today? No, not today. I did get it trimmed up today. Where the fuck are we here? Oh, uh, I think we already talked about why didn't Cobra Law kill off our ancient humans. They were already advanced. Would have been easy. That sequence, by the way, let me just back up real quick, of the mammoth fighting. That was pretty that was awesome. awesome. It's also weird that they retreated to a place that's really still really cold now. Yeah. Like... Maybe go to the equator. I don't know. Right. But they had to go somewhere, Ryan, where humans wouldn't have been able to easily I guess fight. so. They're like, if, if we can handle the cold, we can handle anything. By the way, I, I think unintentionally I have a good Burgess Meredith impression. Let's just say it's intentional. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to rewind and look at that. Like that mammoth, like that can't couldn't have been rotoscoped, no. right? No, it's just a, no, uh, it's, it's, it's very really, sketchy. Very it's cool. quite good animation. And, and uh, this part where they're creating the fire, the big... Uh, uh, muscular proto-human uh, who turns into a geek. I, I do feel like <laughs> I don't know yeah. the cavemen had a six-pack. That seems... Well, I would imagine they were lean. I mean, they yeah, weren't doing sit-ups. But if you're doing like... You're you're doing like... That's not a natural bo- body. Like, a bodybuilder's body is not... An, if you're doing exercise... Well, like, I mean, naturally. have you ever seen a gorilla? Those fuckers are jacked. It's true. And I have seen bald <laughs> chimpanzees, and it's true. They look... Crazy huge. Yeah, so maybe I, I'm maybe I'm wrong. I think it'd be funny if like they like they move from the caveman to to merge to this guy in this scene here. He's at NASA. Mm-hmm. He turns around to face a big screen of a shuttle, walk, you know, launching off. So he just turns around and there's just a big porno going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's our evolution right there. Yeah. That's probably more accurate. Yeah, well, it's nowadays really if it were made, it'd be somebody on Facebook or something. <laughs> so. 
At this point, the, the, the story continues. Generations passed uh, until a brilliant nobleman was discovered. Caleb, look what we have here. Within Cobra La. And that nobleman. Potions. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, wait a minute. I did not think Those about Those are that. very similar beakers. And I'm going to go ahead and say they don't look organic, but maybe we'll get into <laughs> Organic <more of> glass. <laughs> but so look, there's Cobra Commander. He looks a lot like Destro to me. Yeah, he's just a dude. He's just a dude, uh, and and well, you know how you do science in a Hobbit clearing. <laughs> they have been forced. Well, they have created this jungle-like atmosphere within the dynamic of the Himalayas. It's true. He is doing an experiment uh, with some spores, and I think we'll come back to this. And uh, he disfigures himself in in the this lab is, accident of sorts. It shows a flash where I'm like, so underneath that mask, does Cobra Commander have like 15 eyes? I think so. I mean, I guess that's what we are to believe here. And even though by Cobra Law standards, uh, he's devolved into a hideous freak, (laughs) he he was Galobulus's choice to raise a mighty army and destroy human civilization. So now we know the uh, origin of Cobra Commander. We know the motivation of Cobra. What? Uh, I was just going to say, they really went, I guess they wanted him to dress for the job he wanted, because he's not dressed like anybody in Cobra Law. Uh, but then also this, where we paused here at 4433, mm-hmm. uh, Cobra Commander is on, riding on top of a hiss. It made me think of Galvatron on top of the Revenge. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. I, I just, I, let's face it, Cobra Law has a good street team. They do, yeah. They're passing out flyers. Yeah. <laughs> well, it brings up a lot of questions, some logical disconnects. So Galobulus, who hates humans and inorganic technology, sent Cobra Commander out into the world to raise a human army and use inorganic technology technology to take over the world and they want the BET which is like the pinnacle of inorganic Uh, technology you know I didn't even think about that but it's true spoilers coming up the BET is what they need to fulfill their plan they couldn't get that shit done biologically they basically have to admit that their biotic technology or their biologic technology sucks the BET represents everything they need and hate (laughs) it's yeah it's sort of like when the 9-11 hijackers came over here and went to strip clubs it's just like that Follow the money. <laughs> Quibono. <laughs> it's all, it's so, so weird to think that 9-11 stripper money might be being circulated around somewhere. Oh, it's certainly, yeah. Like, there's a dollar 100%. bill that ha- at least one dollar bill still has to exist of 9-11 stripper money. It has some of those 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 hijackers cocaine on it. <laughs> you gotta live it up, man. <laughs> Cobra Commander failed. So says Galobulus. Uh, Cobra Commander at this point throws his uh, <laughs> troops under the bus, yeah. and you know it's not his fault. His troops suck, and uh, and then he and throws, they don't like that. <laughs> they definitely don't. Uh, then he throws Serpentor under the bus, but Globulus is not having it. The clam uh, closes on the trial. <laughs> and I love so how why are they why are they it... punishing him? Why are they doing this to him? Because Failure. he failed, mm-hmm. I guess. All right. uh, he'll explain it here in a second. Uh, we fade away, and Nemesis Enforcer flies into the screen, and he is uh, carrying Cobra Commander past these fields of giant, sort of like creepy, stocky. You know, we don't know what Big those plant are. Tree yet. things. We've got another blank of blank reference. Galobulus says uh, to behold the culmination of centuries, wow. which is the you know this field of uh, of of stuff pod. that he has giant pod. Tree. 
And, pod rockets. And, and and here's where he explains Pod the, Rocket. The, oh, I like that. <laughs> Caleb said it. Uh, but I liked it when you said it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm better. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so we see the master plan that's been put into place. In hours, these giant mushrooms are going to rocket into space. They're going to separate. They're going to release the pods, which will ultimately ripen and burst and disperse among human civilization, reducing humans to the level of mindless beasts but mm-hmm. everybody in this cobra law ice dome they're going to be spared uh but the problem with the plan is is the pods won't ripen in space without the ironic energy of the, now, of the broadcast energy to, transmitter to be honest this planning. is this is honest well i thought maybe the least convoluted cobra plan of it that i've ever heard because some of them were pretty uh weird like the one where they like set up franch fast food franchises and put rockets on top of all of them <laughs> I, I, I like, like it this i like it too but i'm saying this is actually a straightforward plan but except for the fact that this uh, i mean this is called the um culmination of centuries yeah mm-hmm. so presumably they've oh. been growing these things well before they ever knew the bet would even exist before which means they just, they never were thinking out how once they got into space how they were going to get these right. things they to ripen. Got, they got really lucky. <laughs> yeah, this does seem pretty obvious. But like the, the, those things launching into space reminded me of Starship Troopers. Yeah, with the Beatles. Uh, honestly, a lot up. about this movie now that you bring it up bring, reminds me of Star Trek. Star Trek Troopers. <laughs> Star Trek Troopers. It's a mashup. That was Paul Verhoeven who also did Deep Blue Sea and um, uh, RoboCop. God bless you, you ugly bastard. Yeah, it's the the movie Starship Troopers is a, a Heinlein. It was originally a Heinlein story, but the sh- movie has as much to do with the story as like if you've ever seen Lawnmower Man. That's a Stephen mm-hmm. King short story. Yeah, yeah, no. They're nothing alike. <laughs> and so now what we're looking at here? I uh, love it. Where the, yeah, where the mis- the spores come down like like Missile Command on Atari. Yeah, yeah. everybody's turning into zombies. The smoke is uh, going up. And so so at this point. Um, Cobra Commander, he's still on trial, you'll recall. And I just realized that Calobulus, Calobulus has a butthole eye. <laughs> he does. He does. This it's, is a, very it's a brown eye on his eye. Sphinx, it's a brown sphinx. eye. I mean, Ryan, you've had a lot of chances to call that out. Yeah, I, 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 fuck, I guess I've been, I haven't been jerking off enough or too much. Cobra Commander scoffs at Galobulus's inability to commandeer uh, the piece of equipment that they need. And, and at this point, Galobulus is done. Yeah. He's like, the trial is over. Yeah, he's, it's a real kangaroo court. He's like, <laughs> what about my trial? It's over! <laughs> Cobra Commander is guilty, and the, by the the charge was failure. Yes, <laughs> the only thing that they cannot tolerate <laughs> is failure. God, it's just horrible. <laughs> the Cobra Commander's done a lot of bad stuff. I mean, yeah. you could have picked anything, really. It's just so arguable that... Cut uh, him a break. I don't know that there's an end game. Like, he's, they seem a pretty serious threat to, to Joe. I don't know. <laughs> he's... And I just like all the talk that Galobulus has about culture and tradition. It really seems like they're going to get him by these standards that have been put in place for centuries. But it's just like failure. Yeah. And then yeah, the Assistant Enforcer brings in the Audrey too. Oh, is that what's happening here? Okay, yeah. Well, I I called it a so Nemesis Enforcer. He's walking towards Cobra Commander. I called it an unholy steaming spore stew. That's good too. Mm-hmm. We'll go. But and so is this the exact same thing that uh, a young pre Cobra yes. Commander? Yeah, I think that's the implication. So the implication is he was doing science on this technology way back when. Yes, and, he and this is just another he, dose. He discovered the technology. Gotcha. Does that mean that Cobra Commander is centuries old? That's a question I wondered about too, That's a very good because like it's <clears throat> unclear how long ago that happened. 
Because it just says centuries pass and How there's a young old is nobleman. Cobra Commander? Yeah, so and it's not noble, clear. And he's a nobleman. Right, he's... He's, <laughs> he's of a certain Which class. Which means they have a class system here. I mean, certainly, yeah, I mean, they've got those waspy guys in the Fester Brigade. They're <laughs> certainly serfs in this world. So... Conscripted soldiers. I just, I feel so sorry for Cobra. This is really where I feel terrible. I start feeling very bad. He doesn't, for him. doesn't deserve this. It doesn't. It, it, he, he had a pretty hard job put ahead of him. There, it's, he got disfigured, and then they threw him out in the world, to, and he failed. Figure it so out, fucker. Yeah. So they, they bring the, the, the plant close to Cobra Commander's face. It opens up, releases the spores. He screams in agony. Uh, the, the troopers, it's they release him. Violent. He, mm-hmm. he, uh, is covered in spores. He's screaming, freaking out. And he, he stands up and he pulls a Chippendale move <laughs> to, to reveal that girl, he's stacked as fuck. He's, he's quite ripped. Yeah. And, uh, then he turns all green and yeah, reptilian. He goes from pale torso to greenish brown, more reptilian. So I guess he was blue the whole time too. Like he was uh, like a light blue skin. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think his, uh, when we saw his head earlier, like his more humanoid head, pre-eyeballs, that it was yeah, blue, it was right? it was pretty blue. Yeah, <laughs> I do like where when he, the spores, it's so it's pretty gross. But Z- Zorana's re- re- reaction is oh bizarre, <laughs> and I'm like that's pretty blasé <laughs> for what you like, just saw. This might be the weirdest fucking thing you've ever seen. Well, in your life. I don't know. They've been introduced to so that's much true. wackadoo that's shit. That's true. <laughs> The Globulus commands Nemesis Enforcer to throw Cobra Commander into the quote abyss of oblivion. <laughs> I can't talk. So take the note. Abyss of oblivion. Yes. You got it. Uh, and and he, he starts to do this, but Serpentor has a poetically simple Serpentor's idea, being extra, which is to throw him in with the Joes so they can see the fate that awaits them. Globulus doesn't love the idea, but he's whatever. Yeah. I like his reaction. It's really great. He rubs his eyes and is like a. Uh, a trifle melodramatic. He, so he's basically over it. I thought it was a brilliant take. Yeah, it which was. Uh, I mean, Wally Bird was also the um, the voice director. I'm trying to imagine Wally Bird <clears throat> giving Burgess Meredith the shit. Like, no, yeah. Burgess, do it again. I'm not sure Burgess is. He's a professional. He takes his cues. It, it, in watching this Burgess Meredith's monologue about Cobra Law and everything, it did remind me it, he's in the movie Santa Claus the movie as like some really old elf, and he has a monologue. About the lore of Christmas and who Saint Nick or who Santa Claus is going to be, and it just reminded me of that. It was a very, very good like juxtaposition. It was strange. It's been a while since I've seen that. That's a dark movie, right? Santa Claus the yeah. movie? No, no, you know, it's got Dudley Moore in it. Okay, it's great. Is he an elf? Uh, yeah, and it also has the guy who played the Big Lebowski play Santa Claus. Hmm. Jeff okay. Bridges. <laughs> he is. I the guess Lebowski. you're right. Yeah, uh, the, the, the guy old, who played the actual Lebowski in the movie, the rich old dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The scene shifts, and uh, we've got Wild Bill and Lift Ticket, what? aka Country Duke, as I like to call him, and they're flying a tomahawk and just having a good old time while transporting old fuckface Lieutenant Falcon to his destination. Great animation here with the uh, parachute scene as they it as is they true. Kick him Wild out Bill, of, of course, fresh from the Trying court martial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think Sean said that that was an animation error. Yeah, yeah. our friends on Twitter had to be out of the helicopter. <laughs> yep, and the, the scream. And the fall is weird, but he's... It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the parachute it's, opening and floating down is great. It's all good animation. It's mm-hmm. great animation. I mean, we've had lots of good parachute animation, I guess, from the opening sequence. Yeah, so they, uh, it's good stuff. He lands. 
the uh, he recovers. He he almost is uh, falls off a cliff, but he, he recovers and meets face to face with Mercer, mm-hmm. former Cobra Viper, and uh, he's the first we'll meet of Sergeant Slaughter's Renegades. And he notices the Cobra logo here, and although it clearly has the yes. no symbol <laughs> slash through the graphic, because he's an idiot, he attacks yeah. and even pulls out a fucking pistol mm-hmm. on Mercer. I did like like I guess he's never seen Ghostbusters or uh, Do Not. <laughs> Inter sign. Yeah, right. He doesn't. It's yeah. quite ridiculous. It's pretty stupid. Uh, that pistol is circumcised by Taurus, <laughs> and then he is ultimately detained by Red Dog. Red Dog. There's a bit more scuffling, but it comes to a cease when the man, Iraqi sympathizer himself, <laughs> shows up. And puts an end to it all. I do like the line, at ease, disease. There's, <laughs> yeah, those lines here are actually, there's a lot of really witty lines in this movie. Yeah. I've got to give it, I've got to <laughs> give it credit. Uh, I will say Sergeant Slaughter is the, I had some notes on him. He's the first Joe character based on a real person. Uh, the second being the William the Refrigerator Perry from what? The Chicago Bears. <laughs> Woo! Mm-hmm. Now, uh, was William the William the Refrigerator Perry? <laughs> yes. Was he was he on the show though, or was he just? A toy? I don't know. I don't know. I he, remember him. I, I remember animated sequences of him that I assume were from the commercial. Yeah, I'm, uh, I I um, don't remember him being in the show. Um, but Sergeant Slaughter was apparently their most successful toy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well. He had a good uh, vehicle as well. Uh, so, I did have a note about that later, yeah. <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter, of course, has been expecting Falcon. And we know that we knew that these two would meet because why else would they call it the slaughterhouse? Mm-hmm. Uh, if, <clears throat> so they're introduced after a few missteps on Falcon's part, uh, kind of being insulting <laughs> and a little bit like... sort of offhandedly too casual with Sergeant Slaughter. Um, he, he finally gets the picture. And uh, he, because he doesn't, he doesn't want to become a part of the itty bitty ditty committee. <laughs> <laughs> I did have to look up what a ditty bag was. I did too. Itty bitty ditty bag. I, ditty bag. Now, but now, definitely, that is a reference to the itty bitty titty committee. I would assume, or it was titty committee a reference to this? They've been say, saying that around the. I think it's say, just the, coinc- the Marines for a while. I think it's just coincidentally things that rhyme nicely. Um, but <laughs> a ditty Marines bag. Like, what else are you gonna do? Marines like things that rhyme. They do. It's easy, I, makes it easy for me. <laughs> yes. All Marines are rappers, but not all rappers are Marines. There you go. <laughs> a ditty bag is a receptacle for odds and ends, especially one used by sailors and fishermen. Oh, okay. Cool. I have an American Airlines, or no, a United Airlines ditty bag, which I use as a, as a bug out bag or emergency bag in my van. What's in there? Like $8 and some. <laughs> nah, cash is going to be useless whenever the civilization <laughs> collapses. Come on, it's got gin and some olives. <laughs> okay. No gold for the gold standard. There is like the, to the I like standard. I like it's in your van, like as if that thing's going to get ten miles down. Right. The well, that's more, <laughs> one of my vans. More of an emergency thing. I do have bug out bags though that are like backpacks that I've packed with emergency supplies just in case. Yeah, you like have a lot of water in your basement too, don't you? I have like yeah, I I think I have enough water and food in the basement. <laughs> I sound crazy. If we if there was some situation for West, the dog, and I and the chickens to survive for a couple months. Well, I know where I'm coming. <laughs> Chicken dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, they make eggs, man. You got to keep them alive. Oh, that's true. Very strategic, Ryan. That's going to get my water. <laughs> <laughs> this is my land. So, Ryan, also to his credit, let me give you some love here. You help other people with their bug outs because. I've got in my it's, I wouldn't call it a bug out room, but we it's do have emergencies. we do have a danger room here that supposedly is protected if this place gets hit by a tornado. 
we have so we have our danger room and you put jugs of water in there but the thing is if the shit were ever to go down i would still be afraid like i don't know where that water comes from or if something is snuck inside of it i'm going to get some kind of bacterial infection well, and die or it's a like sealed jug but uh, how do i know it didn't come from your tap because it has a it has a safety seal, and I don't have that technology. Remind me not to get trapped with him. Oh no, it'd be a nightmare. He'd be yeah. terrified of everything. Although I will say, here's a safety here's a safety tip: if you have water that you're not sure of, you can put per gallon sixteen drops of uh, chlor of uh, just bleach in it. And yeah, it's going to taste like pool water, but it's still it'll be safe to drink. Well, thanks, Ryan. You just kept us safe. That's the, the APDC apocalypse tip. <laughs> a- apocalypse. We're, we're all about portmanteaus here. <laughs> Joe Review. And now Sergeant Slaughter introduces uh, his brigade here. I don't know if brigade is the right word. His crew of renegades. First, we've got Mercer, ex-Cobra Viper, and excellent Lugie Marksman. Yeah, I don't know why he's got a problem with that scorpion. <laughs> it's also just gross. It is gross. And, and the scorpion makes a hilarious noise. It's like... <laughs> And what well, scorpion wouldn't just hang out on a rock by some people? It wouldn't, I, it wouldn't make that noise either. I, I did, it would do nothing. It's true because they have no ability to make sound. Um, I I do find it interesting because his file card says he's from West Virginia, but that's clearly a British accent. He <laughs> uh, could be an import to West Virginia, and then didn't it say that he wanted to get out of his small town? But it says birthplace. Okay, all right, well. I guess maybe he got out to Britain for 10 or 20 years. and his He did back. a Madonna thing. He married Guy Ritchie, and then all of a sudden he had a British accent. I'm really into never the lose. That's right. Next, we've got Red Dog, who was booted out of pro football for unnecessary roughness and possibly booted out of life for unnecessary grenade chomping. Um, Why? That is the lamest in, like, backstory ever. But like, Aren't all football players, to some degree or another, participating in unnecessary roughness? Like, like, like they just build this reputation that, well, you know, know what, put him in the Joes. There's a couple, there's some weird things about this guy, because he's, first of all, he's Samoan. Okay. Um According to GIJoFandom.com, it says he has a melee weapon, in this case, some sort of wooden sports tool. <laughs> but what? it looks like one of those throwing, like the, yeah, the that's what I thought grenades. it was. Yeah. Well, and when you look at his toy, he doesn't have, he just has a gun. His yeah. toy just has, so I thought, I didn't, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's There's a, a name for those kind of grenades that I'm, I'm blanking on, but. Tossers? <laughs> Tossers and teasers. <laughs> I would imagine you get more distance out of you something do. like that, right? Yeah. And then we've got, finally, Taurus, which, I mean, circus acrobat. And he's got one of those crazy Arabian swords. He reminds me of Karnov from the NES yes. game. I love that game. It's a great game. That I is one it. of the... Oh, really? Oh, i got to come over and play it sometime. We, we should just hang out sometime. We should. Guys. We can play the, the Turtles game you got me. And oh. I don't know if you know, uh, I just got Final Fantasy Seven or Final Fantasy Three. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, we put it out Yeah, we put it Oh, you, you guys did. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. Uh, I don't think that I could play a Final Fantasy game. No, that's not really a spectator sport. <laughs> I did. I remember. Not like Romance of the Three Kingdoms. <laughs> That's right. That <laughs> but we get in arguments every time we play. Can multiple people play Romance One? Yes, you can okay. have up to like. Honestly, on Romance One, you, have, you know, you obviously got two controllers, mm-hmm. but the way it, the way it works is it technically works with like one controller. You you have depends on what era you choose, mm-hmm. but there's like there's like around fifty. Chinese states. Right. So technically... You could have 50 people. You could have 50 people. Does the game have the memory to allow for that? I mean, I guess... Oh, absolutely. But actually, the computer will... Like, you play your state, 
and then the computer will cycle through the other states and get to the next person that's like mm -hmm. an actual human user. It's not like you can play simultaneously. It's like your turn, and then you got to cycle through 50 more, and right. then it's your turn again. But as a human user, if you control multiple states, don't you get a shot at every state? You do state? that. You okay. do that instead. Like, if you control, if, if, like, if I'm a, if I'm a single person. You're cow cow. Yeah, controlling multiple states, I have to cycle through all of the states that I own and do stuff with them individually. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh my god. We should have one day where we just play, like, like do a tournament. Like of... when I took over China, when I actually won the game. Yeah, I'm sure I, you did. I had to, yes, of course I did. <laughs> I had to cycle through like fifty I had to cycle through all these terms and most of it was just <sighs> feed rice, feed rice, feed rice, feed rice. <laughs> yeah, basically stuff like that. As minimal as possible. Most of that activity was on my, my front. Right. Right. But yeah, there's it's, it's a multiplayer game. Except that you know your next turn could be like two hours down the road. Yeah, uh, I've watched. I've watched you in a in a battle. I've watched you set is, fires. And... I'm very good at it, <laughs> but but it takes some time. It seems like, like we watched what you do one battle. It took like 25 minutes. Yes. Yeah, and the that's, music that's is just repetitive. It's rough, you yeah. know, in an Asian kind of way. Oh, all <laughs> yeah. of the music is horribly. Repetitive. <laughs> I mean, it, it is. There's not very many bars. It goes. We have now made this unlistenable. That will be our Patreon level, is watch us on video play Romance of the Three Kingdoms. No Patreons forthcoming. If there's any listeners out there that like the game like I do, please. There's. I don't think there's anybody who likes the game like you do. There might be some back alley online setup of people that love Romance of the Three Kingdoms and are playing across the country. You just... Go show off your stuff. It's, you you got to know the code to get in the room. They slide the little window open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> we just talked about this circus acrobat. Did you have anything on him? Oh, the only other thing I had on him was uh, he's Turkish okay. and worked undercover for Interpol. But yet his accent is New Interpol? Jersey. Yeah. His accent is it sounds it Russian to me. It doesn't seem now. to fit. I thought he was a circus performer, but he's... Yeah, he apparently like I, I did some research and he has a mysterious past and yeah, there's a point where he worked undercover for Interpol. Oh, Karnov. I was one to go down a, ra a Karnov rabbit hole. That is a <laughs> trippy ass game. It's great. It's it was very buggy. I remember it being a very buggy game, but also I mean there was a lot of fun in acquiring new powers and fighting. Yeah, get fireballs, you can be, jump high. You, you fire like a triple spread fireball out of your mouth. Mm hmm What was the story of Karnov? Is he a circus performer? I don't know that there is a story. Yeah, it just seemed like a game ball. where they're just like <laughs> they just made it and like it doesn't even have a story involved in the game. You just go I've never beaten it, so I don't know. Maybe I don't think I have either. Let's play some Karnov. It's you great, own it? Yeah, I do. It's great. Is there a game genie code for it? I don't have game genie. Next bit birthday gift. I do need to get October. I do need to get a game genie. All right, so now that we're all besties, mm -hmm. the Sarge commands Lieutenant Falcon to walk to the slaughterhouse while the rest of the crew rides off on motorcycles or, in Sarge's case, the Triple T. That's right, Tag Team Terminator. Which That's is what that stands for? Tag team I was trying to find that, okay. It, uh, it sounded to me like a Skynet gangbang. <laughs> Thank you. Like three... Like Two Terminator or three Terminators just just going at it hooking with up. their metal skeleton bodies. Clink, clink, clinky. <laughs> it's like in Futurama with fucking that washing machine or whatever. I don't There's a robot fucking a washing machine. I'm pretty sure. 
<laughs> I swear. No way. It's got to be. Sure. It might be fan fiction in my I hope, I hope so. <laughs> but I, 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 we were talking about witty lines earlier, and uh, Lieutenant Falcon says, You expect me to walk? And Sergeant Slaughter says, No, you can run. Yeah, I like I like Yo, this. Joe. Yo, Joe. And this I love it. Raining in the desert. Yeah. You know, and Falcon deserves that kind of treatment. It's true. Because he's a... Sh- fuck he's Falcon. A, yeah, fuck Falcon. There's no way reason I, we should feel sorry for him. I should have told him... They should have... What they what they should have done when they dri- when those guys drive off, once they get out of sight, they actually circle around ahead where they need to be, so he's running in the wrong direction for a long time. <laughs> or just tormenting him in general. Just I was just around. thinking run, running circles around him while he runs Oh, yeah, absolutely. The- it reminded absolutely. me a little bit, Ryan, of when we were kids... And uh, you'll recall my mom's friend Daniel, or oh, actually that. it was my mom's boyfriend's uh, friend. Daniel. He was a real cool dude. Yeah, uh, let me let me just for the listener set this up. My mom was a divorcee and had a had a few bad boyfriends, ones that I never I never certainly liked any of them. <laughs> uh, and and one of them had a friend named Daniel who was a trucker who would come around and crack. He would crash on our porch on our front porch like it's the 1930s he, not he, in his truck not in his truck which did have a like a, a sleeper he liked to sleep under the uh, wasn't even the stars because he was on my porch and our porch was covered <laughs> and he yeah. would just get a, a sleeping bag and and he would sleep out there so and I, I would be i was a teenager i was probably 14 15 and i would be maybe up a little bit late watching movies or something and he'd be out sleeping on the front porch and we didn't have air conditioning in my house your so house, all the windows were open was, and i would i would just hear him farting <laughs> out there while he was sleeping it, i know that this is whatever summer baby got back came out because we listened to that endlessly and that was this how, how did that make you think of Daniel? Because the, because this story takes place around. I remember around baby bo- got back days. <laughs> yes, baby bot back. Yes, baby bot back. Let's Ooh. do something with that. This guy, he was okay, I guess. But one <laughs> during the summer, he at one point uh, woke me up out of bed, and he just shakes me. He just shakes <laughs> me awake, and he's like, "I got some mowing jobs for you." <laughs> My mom thought I was a slacker during this particular summer, and so, and I guess he did. And so, uh, oh, yeah, he's yeah, like, he, I got he, mowing jobs for you. Go over here and mow. And I'm such an idiot. So I go across the street to my neighbor's house. I mow her lawn. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. That was very sweet of you. Doesn't pay me. And I go back and I said to him, so you got me mowing jobs. She didn't know at all. <laughs> she that, had no clue that, this was happening. That, uh, oh my God. that I was mowing her lawn. And also I didn't get paid. And he was like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty good one, right? And he's like, not even oh, a my joke. God. And then he's like, but no, for real. I got you a really good mowing job. You're going to get paid and everything. And there was this lawn that was maybe three or four houses down. It was a corner lot. It was actually. It was the, enormous. It was the oh, biggest, yeah. it was the biggest property. Yeah, I, I don't know if that you lot. remember oh, the, yeah. on the walk in, on the way to the East school. Yeah. And, uh, and it was overgrown weeds and he sent me over there. I, it took, it had to have taken three or four hours. I think I was there push at your mower, house push while mower. you did that. I mowed the entire lawn, and then I go knocking on the door, and the guy at, was like, "What? What, what are you? What are you, what are you doing?" Oh no! And, and no I'd been way. there for I'd been there for three or four hours. So, so the have, guy had first of all, the guy had to have yeah. seen me mowing his lawn, <laughs> and yet he never came out and like That's said, the "What part. are you doing here?" He let me finish the lawn, and then go up to the door, knock on the door, and say. Can I get and he like fished out five dollars and gave it to me on a four hour lawn. But let's this get, was nineteen ninety four money. Get, but let's get back to the point 
of that so, guy. Sure, that guy, but that guy had no obligation to pay he you. Didn't, no, he like, didn't. But this guy's fucking. This guy Daniel's guy fucking with me and like, and, and so, and it's like a fool me twice, shame on you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then he tells me you got to go mow your aunt's house, which I did have a standing mowing gig at my aunt's house. <clears> so I went, I mowed her lawn, and God. I think you helped me. Right, I was right? with you. I, by this time, I'm done with mowing for the day. In my head, I somehow convinced you did Ryan, all of this in one day. I don't know if you helped me or you were just there. I don't remember. All I did all of this in one day. I was there. I was there for all. Of this. this is one day of adventure, and uh, he, he he drops us off at my aunt's house. I mow the yard, which also is a big yard. It takes a while to get done. Yeah. Comes back to pick us up and take me back to my mother's house, and he says something that pisses me off. I can't remember exactly what it is, but we're in a pickup truck, and the mowers are back there. Ryan's in the bed. I'm in the bed. He says something that pisses me off. I'm like, "Fuck you!" And I jump out of the truck. What's well, moving? Well, uh, maybe, but and, slowly. It's yeah. it's inconsequential. Was it the semi truck? No, <laughs> that'd be funny. That would be awesome. <laughs> no, it was just another pickup. I don't know whose it was or where it came uh-huh. from. And so then I and then I then he just drives off. But then he <laughs> but then he stops about you know this guy's a, a few a few shit. hundred yards down yes. the line. He lets me run up to the truck, and, and as soon as I get off. close to the truck, he draw, and he does that several times until I think he finally lets me in the truck. But I'm fuming, and by this time. We're back at my house. I'm like, "Fuck you! We're fighting!" And I uh, and we're like, I'm yelling at him in my front yard. Did you see all this? Yeah. And I'm like yelling at him in the front yard. I'm like, "Fuck you!" Blah 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 blah. I don't. My memory is a little hazy, but what I do remember is, okay, we're fighting. He's like, okay. And then he like clocks me. I can't remember if it was open handed or close handed, but he clocks me across the face. And then I'm like done fighting. I'm like, "Fuck you! You really hit me!" And this kind of yeah. so all of this is really troubling. This is yeah. an adult who did. Yeah, no, at the time is, he had to have been in his thirties. This isn't even a funny if not story. Forties. Your, 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 your mom was witness to all of this. No, she um, wasn't there. She, she but she, there. but not she for that. But. She brought him into the house to the life onto the porch <laughs> yeah the yeah. porch life well i'm sorry that you had to deal with that and i'm glad i guess a little peek into the white trash wow. history of fighting in the lawn your house was about the size of our of the ark here. but i wasn't like a tough kid in that way no, like no, i wasn't no. like a no like most kids that grow up i think maybe in that sort of economic status are are like Bullies or Some like tough well, kids and, and uh, whatever, but you know, I I thought I was tough or I wanted to be tough. I had took taekwondo. That's right. But I was never really ready for a real fight in that kind of way, like well, with a, with a trucker, yeah, <laughs> an adult I'm just, male. I'm just glad. Why, that, where did, why did I bring this up? Uh, because of the, the Falcon running back <laughs> to base. Yeah. Thanks, GI Joe, the Are movie you? for triggering me. Wow. <laughs> Oh yeah, Daniel. If you are still out there, I will fight you now. <laughs> I'm ready for you, you old fuck. Daniel, C- come at me. Daniel's- My address is beep. Daniel doesn't know what a computer is. <laughs> fuck that guy. I hope he's dead. I'm sure he is. I have no sympathy. <laughs> I hope he, if we if he's alive and we find him, we make him mow a yard or two. <laughs> <laughs> we got a job for you. No, I'll take anything. But the, anything. I will say, but also, like, and maybe the, the people could have thought that it was some kind of shakedown where, like, the guy, the buskers who wipe your windshield and want money for what it. What were you doing the whole time? Just watching? I'm no, I was, saying... in his, I was in his room while he was mowing the other. I, again, thought it was legit, too. Like, I right, didn't know. Out, right? I was a child. We were, like, maybe 12. By the way, I shouldn't accuse you of anything. What I, were you I, doing? I had a habit of just not being around in those situations. <laughs> I went to the other side of town. And Caleb out. had a stable family. 
<laughs> a mother and a father and who loved him. Yeah, well, yeah. well, so we're at the end of the minute. <laughs> I, the only, wow, this yes. is a weird peak for our listeners. <laughs> Yeah. We've got, we went on a, on a, on a small, ride there. Well, small town Missouri, man. <laughs> Cobras. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. We did not call it a G.I. Joe review. We did miss that opportunity. Ryan, do you have any of that? It's turned into a Mob review. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. You win the episode. It's, it's the show me state, not the tell me state. Uh, totally. <laughs> Ryan, no. I, I don't. We we failed at our attempt, uh, which it wasn't the strongest attempt to get the original script from Ron Friedman. Mm-hmm. Whenever I was in uh, TFCon Los Angeles, I I think I I don't remember actually asking him for it. No, I'm sure that you did not. I did. We did in emails, but he kind of never really danced yeah. around it. And maybe we could. That okay. So all that said, do we have any script deviations? <laughs> Thank you. I don't have any uh, script deviations per se. I have uh, Buzz Dixon's commentary on the DVD. Um, the, as for the Cobra Law flashback, it was much longer, which I would have not been sad to see. No, I, I mean, liked it. This was a long, especially the origins of Cobra Commander. Yeah, yeah. Um, he uh, Buzz says he wanted he wanted villains who were not irredeemable. Which from the POV of Cobra Law, they're the ones who are the wronged party. I mean, it's kind of like a Killmonger situation in Black Panther. <laughs> Not really. Nah. Wronged by nature. I. Th- and it evolution. seems like they really kind of gave up pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. But um, th- he said that an army is about four to one support to combat troops, and that uh, this is how they answered where Cobra got their money, like because you have to have such a supply line and everything. And he said that they were being uh, funded by, well, he keeps saying Granny's Body House instead of Cobra Law. <laughs> Which kind of gets irritating. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really answer it for me because it's not like Cobra Law has trade agreements. I mean, they don't have cash. What are they... F- like, what's their money? Caterpillars? Or, like, I don't know so how they're... But they do have their business front. What did their business but do? Cobra, you're saying Cobra Law was actually sustaining Cobra? That's what he's saying, yeah. But, but, even like, though but where's that movie money coming from? Right. And, right. But and Cobra and Cobra Commander is the only one that really is aware of that. Yes. Wow. So basically, Cobra Law is the state that's funding their terrorism. Interesting, but Cobra yeah, Law yeah. is barely a state, right? I mean, they don't have. Say, I mean, it's they not really clear. I mean, maybe they do have an economy, but it's, it's like trading. It's it trading makes, like beetle wings. It makes right? no sense. Like Cobra Law should have been handling this shit by themselves. It's true. It is a weird roundabout yeah, why, way. I mean, why do you, Why do you need a front? Why line? isn't Cobra the? Why don't they have the biotech? Like they, it seems like Cobra Law, like we said earlier, could have taken over the world. A long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does. Bosnickson says the other idea is that they were all Amway representatives, but that didn't fly. Mwah. That's funny. Does anybody remember Amway? My yes. mother pl- toyed with that for we a hot to, minute. We used to call it Scamway. Sing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was basi- for those of you who don't know. It's basically Mary Kay with like home cleaning products and stuff like that, or Avon. Avon calling. Yeah. Shout out to my Avon girls. Maybe. I remember my mother taking me to a house one time, and I didn't know why we were there. And I, I eventually pieced it together. She was talking to an Amway salesman about mm. some stuff. Oh, okay. I can't get. I, there are multiple like of these home home scammy things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. They're not. I don't know that they're scams. Pyramid I think schemes. They're basically. all legit. They're yeah, they're scams to the employees, it's, not necessarily yeah. the people. It's buying like the, the, product. It, the it works. The it works kind of thing. I've seen. Have you seen those? Uh-huh. There's some people, mm-hmm. and I don't. And I don't know. There's people that seem to have. 
done a couple of people I know that have, have done well with it, but it's the same kind of thing. It's like you're selling like uh, body wraps and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just not my cup of tea. We've had people over that sell like parties for jewelry, parties sure. for. Uh, I mean, it's like Tupperware uh, parties, t- right? It's uh, fine. Like skincare products for. Um, oh yeah, makeup. Yeah, seasonings. There's like yep. seasoning versions of that. I was like, at that all... party. Okay, well, I still have those seasonings. I bought some, and I well, I used them a long time ago. That woman lived in a one of them tiny houses. I actually kind of would like to do that. I could see live in a tiny house. Yeah, I could do I could that. See that yeah, it's gonna be a prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> what well, got you there? <laughs> um. Hmm. That mall thing we talked about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's anyway, um, so Buzz Dix- Dixon does mention Starship Troopers concerning the organic launch. I will say that I came up with that independently. I came up with that before I watched Interesting. <laughs> or listened to the commentary. Very um, original. Thank you. He said that he, they certainly weren't the first to think of organic tech versus machine tech and that there were a bunch of sci-fi stories that do that. Like uh, bio- Alien. Biologic- well, more like biological space travel. Mm-hmm. Um, but... With Earth's gravity, well, I, I don't think without rocket fuel, fuel you could get into space. I do have an idea Stuff. for a series or a novel about a, a, a culture that grows up without any fossil fuels on the planet. I think they must have had to have been transported there because you I don't know that you could have complex life without fossil fuels having been created. It's like, you know, canals instead of highways. And, like, mm. unfortunately, I, I think... I did. I think I did listen to an NPR thing where, they're like, if you don't have rocket fuel, you're probably never getting into space, but... That's an idea I have on the, on the. I talked to. I talked to. Are there examples of things that break the bond of gravity without rocket fuel? Like what? Be it a a uh, a piece of pollen or something that somehow maybe gets no. no. Okay. You can't. I mean, I, mean, I know that sounds pretty stupid no, to no, even no, ask. No, 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 not at all. That's I mean, they're not bad question at all. You have to like you could drive if if you had enough fuel you could drive a car against gravity you just have to have enough fuel for constant acceleration. It's it's, it's more about breaking breaking the bond of the planet pulling you back in. And there's also friction aside from that. Well, like, once you get out of the atmosphere, there isn't. Well, right, but I guess I, I mean you've got gravity, which is its own force, and then you've got the friction of everything you're sure. working against. Yep, Resist- and, the resistance uh, of the molecules you're hitting. Right. Uh, all right. Well, well, you know, go listen to Radiohead. They probably have an episode. Radiohead? Yeah. I love that. I love that album. First of all, listen to Radiohead because they're a great band. But listen to Radio Lab, who's uh, it's, a it's, it's, a, it's an amazing song. I love radio. I love that Radiohead song about breaking the bonds of gravity. <laughs> Subterranean homesick alien. Breaking the bonds. <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get. Break the laws of gravity. <laughs> number one in the UK. <laughs> Only there, though. Um, okay, so uh, going to the Renegades, he talks about Mercer, who was inspired a bit by Dolph Lundgren, which mm-hmm. I can see. Um, and then he says, since we're going to introduce Sergeant Slaughter, we decided to base the Renegades on professional wrestlers at the time. Taurus is loosely based on the Iron Sheik. Huh. Which Buzz says he's Russian, but, you know, Turkish on the file card. They're all the same. Sure. <laughs> oh, no. I just rubber-stamped that without thinking. Vaguely Eastern. <laughs> was uh, Turkey un- ever under the, the the Iron Curtain? No. No. Okay. It was actually a huge empire, the Ottoman okay. Empire. Ottoman actually. Empire, yep. Thanks, history guys. Um, <laughs> then Red Dog uh, was based on Jimmy Superfly Snuka, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. who was a huge wrestling guy yeah. uh, who killed his girlfriend in 1983. Oh. 
That's I a bummer for, for her. Mostly. Yeah, there was not enough evidence, uh, but she had cranial. She died of cranial oh, problems. There, oh. and she, he he was charged in 2015, uh, but declared unfit for trial because of dementia, and then died 12 days later. At oh the my. age of 73. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I got bummed out reading this and then realizing how many professional wrestlers and professional football players and serial killers have head injuries because it causes you to become a rage monster. Chris Benoit is another uh, professional wrestler who killed his family and then himself. Uh, that wasn't that long ago. Uh, yeah, no, a couple of years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more, just a little thing. The itty-bitty ditty bag. Buzz says, I like that line. <laughs> and then he said, Sergeant Slaughter. I would say it wrote itself because I'm pretty sure itty-bitty titty committee was around before. That. I don't know why he... You're are, obsessed It with seems like you that. have money in the itty-bitty yeah. titty committee. <laughs> Want so badly to connect the dots. It's such so. a fun blind to say. It's like almost like tuna in Tokyo, right? <laughs> almost, but more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, lastly, have that. Yeah. Lastly, Buzz Dixon says, Sergeant Slaughter told the best stories. And then I realized, however, Buzz Dixon does not because he then proceeds to tell a second party story from Sergeant Slaughter that is so boring and long and eventually culminates with just one daughter liked him wrestling and the other didn't. It goes on for a while. Sounds like a story I told about a trucker that lived on my front porch. No, that was engaging. It called you a slacker. (laughs) How does it feel to have a guy that's crashing on your porch calling you a slacker? (laughs) I know. I didn't understand irony in those times. He's taking Uh advantage of a child. It's terrible. (laughs) The man should be in prison. That's it for the uh, or dead or murder by my hand. Well, let's not let's not let's not threaten anybody. Let's just hope he's incarcerated or dead. Yeah, or dead. We yeah. We I'd rather him be dead than me murder him. Yes. I mean, I guess. This is fuck what up my life. you get <laughs> when you crash on a porch. <laughs> That's all I've got for these. So, voice actors. I've got some minimal voice actor right. stuff here. Uh, Lift Ticket, a.k.a. Country Duke. You guys didn't respond to that joke as well as I was really hoping Sorry. for you to. Michael Bell. Yeah, we don't I need to go too much that. into Michael Bell. Uh, Wild Bill. Uh, I don't remember if we covered this last episode or not. It was voiced by Frank Welker, mm. the the man, the legend. Ah. The I don't myth. think we did. And he's not a myth. Nah. He's a real thing. <laughs> he's not like Bigfoot. Sergeant Slaughter. I, I don't know if you guys knew this. He voiced himself. Well, good. He, did he a got good title, job. title cred. He did a good job. That lantern <laughs> job, man. So that brings us to the Renegades. You've got Mercer, voiced by a man, Christopher Tobari. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. It's one of those Christophers with a with a K and two Fs. So, Christoph? Sure, whatever. Trying to be Twilight fancy. Zone. Yeah, Twilight Zone. Trapper John, TJ Hooker, Rockard, File, Rockard Files. Rockford Files. 21 Jump Street, Designing Women, Quantum Leap. He did Ooh. voice work on this various Star Wars animated series like... Everybody in the universe, very uh, various Spider-Man animated series. Yes, <laughs> uh, wow. lots of video games. Ninja Gaiden, Dishonored. By all accounts, he's alive. Excellent. Oh yay! Which brings us to Red Dog. I really want. I wish I'd had time. I did all my notes today to dig into this a little bit more. Voiced by a, a man named Ponce Ponce. If I'm Ponce Ponce, pronouncing that correctly. <laughs> okay. He didn't have a very, uh, I, I'm sure he did other things. Perhaps he was a wrestler, but his IMDb career, Hawaiian Eye, 77 Sunset Strip, The Gallant Men, The World's Greatest Lover. The, the, G- ga- the Gallant Men. Oh, I'll go with Gallant. Okay. It's, a, it's, an, it's an accepted pronunciation. Fair enough. <laughs> and G.I. Joe, the movie, was his last credited role. Oh. However, 
Uh, he, he he did pass away in 2013, oh, okay. the age of 80. Okay. So a fair run. He, a, yeah. a fair run, but he didn't work. A gallant. In, a gallant. <laughs> Gallant. <laughs> then you have Taurus, who was voiced by Earl Bowen, veteran character actor. You'd certainly recognize him. In fact, let me just... Oh, yeah. oh that guy. <laughs> there you go. Veteran character actor, uh, Dr. Peter Silberman in the Terminator films. Yes. He's been in everything. He has a very extensive IMDb, Jefferson Soap, Family Ties, Remington Steel, Punky Brewster, Who's the Boss, Mama's Family, Santa Barbara, lots of voice acting in various Spider-Man, of course, mm-hmm. incarnations. He was the Red, of course. the Red Skull. And for those out there who are like me, and I'm sure I'm the only one in this room, we're a very select group of people. Uh, he is the voice of the ghost pirate LeChuck, for those of us who are fans of the Monkey Island, I like Monkey Island. video game franchise. And... He's alive. Hey. You know, the only thing that would make it cooler is if he is uh, a voice in uh, uh, Romance of the Three Kings. <laughs> you know what that brings us to, everybody? Mm? What is it? Iconic <laughs> Joe Mate. I don't know if I've given you enough of a compliment on this, Ryan. The... Uh, the, the the little soundbite that you piece together the, for the that. for the gentleman that's so good thank you and it drags on too long in the best <laughs> way possible <laughs> it's like twelve seconds I it's almost like... wish that every time it got a little longer somehow <laughs> so where it's like a minute long <laughs> adding a little bit more to it yeah. I mean, take, I like that. take take that feedback where you will okay or but uh, iconic gentleman guys what. You know what? I'm going to go first because oh, I, just, I just want to say unprecedented. <laughs> my uh, my iconic Joan is uh, Cobra Commander <laughs> letting loose that brick house of a torso. Yeah, brick house <laughs> is my word of the day. Okay. Ah! Oh, we, that was a Pee Wee's Playhouse reference. Yep. Uh, also, you mentioned he was stacked. <laughs> hey, I want to fuck Cobra Commander <laughs> in but, his but, snake form. Yeah, specifically the post pod. Face. Cobra Commander should have been in that Tony Braxton video. <laughs> but somebody please edit the doors that. open and he's just reacting to the scores. <laughs> and, and, and the girls are like, ooh, ooh, girl. And the door's shut, and that's that's all you that's all you know about it. Oh god, that's amazing. <laughs> oh. There's a okay, hang on. There's a few things I need to write down. First of all, Cobra Commander. Someone could Tony actually, Braxton video. Someone could and the other thing that they could. was the best thing ever <laughs> that needs to get made by us or somebody was the idea of Galvatron getting thrown out of the yes. <laughs> and then just flying across several nonsensical scenes. Yeah, he flies like like, like yeah, he flies through like a shower, there's yeah. a lady covering up, and he goes <laughs> he goes through like a schoolhouse. <laughs> Galvatron throw. All right, if we ever get around to it. It's true. Our, our listeners have really been lax about putting together what we want to see. I don't, I don't know that we have yeah, any. My, we don't, I don't know that we have Joe. any like, <laughs> experienced video editors. I mean, like you could rig that. I don't know. Caleb's done some pretty interesting things on his phone. We can't yeah. even get a listener to write a G.I. Joe profile. <laughs> no. That's true. No. By we the way, if a you're... way overestimate our influence. Yeah, we do. <laughs> 
That's true. <clears throat> or just like, yeah. And by the way, for whatever listener, if you submit one, you're probably going to win all this garbage. That's probably right. Well, fact, I mean, it's, to it's, be fair, they've gonna, got a one in three chance. I, I don't want that shit. Somebody <laughs> I needs, have that shit. I know. Someone needs to do something about this. <sighs> Okay, well, uh, that was my iconic, iconic joke. Mine mine was also Cobra Commander is getting spored in the face. Oh, okay. Um, I like how you like you got in the face. Yeah, I had to do something different. (laughs) (laughs) All up in his face. Fucking face. For me, I, I I thought that too, but I went with the. I just really for pure enjoyment, I loved the Cobra Law flashback. Like that was just really interesting to me, and I like I liked watching that. Even though it makes no sense. It doesn't make a good deal like sense. A, I like a good flashback. Sure. And the, that one had a couple flashbacks in one, honestly. You had the, the Cobra Law history as well as the Cobra Commander history. So, you know. The Web of Remembrance. Oh, God. <laughs> Here's a new contest, everybody. Give us your favorite blank of blanks. Just make it up. I don't give a fuck. The blank of blank. The best. We'll put the best someone, ones. We'll put the best ones in a hat. An empty card, and they would probably win. <laughs> I'm just saying, it might be an easier contest. I will t- actually. I I would someone who if someone submits a a G by Joe card. Of Aaron mowing a yard, <laughs> they will automatically win. I don't care who it is. They, the first person that gets in a GMI Joe card of Aaron Thweet mowing the yard. It doesn't even have to be a card, just a picture. <laughs> they win. Oh man, what if they find one of me? Or the yeah. guy, or the dude crashing on the porch. <laughs> Dang. I'll tell you what, again? if somebody can find Daniel and give me his address, you'll definitely win something. His, good luck getting his address. He just like, lives in his truck and rides around. <laughs> hey. I got time. I can take a leave of absence. Yeah. Okay. He's located currently on somebody's porch. Yeah. Yeah, I got him. I got him. He's he's out on my porch right now. (laughs) (laughs) And also, why is he on your porch? Listener who's giving me this information. I don't know, but I got some kid to mow my fucking lawn. I gave him some pocket change. It's like an over-the-top story. He just runs around with kids and has them mow people's yards. He's like a a grifter, but not for any benefit. He just likes to make kids sad. Michael Jackson for landscaping. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's about it, guys. Uh, We haven't been together in a while. This is great. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for supporting us in the APDC store. By the way, the store is dwindling down to the bottom of its inventory. So if you want some, you better get it. Well, you know what? I gave away a lot of stuff at (laughs) TMI. Well, that's fine. Uh, We need to get some more shit up there. And I know that if anybody wants to buy more of our stuff, I know it's frustrating that it takes so long for things to get up there. But it's like, we got to create it. And 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 we're busy. I think you had to sell it. You know what? There is stuff there. This is our second third job there's there's stuff on there uh buy it um yeah please there it is we i uh i think mike seibert mentioned on his podcast in his tf con la recollections and we didn't mention it but i tried to sell things at tf con uh i put out a flyer i made a flyer and put it on the board and i said text me or or twitter us and i got no response oh well I, I wanted to go to some of those parts parties or those room parties, but mm-hmm. we just didn't make it. We we were like total bar flies. I, you know? It does seem like every story you tell is like, well, I was too drunk. Yeah. I drank all day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> See, yeah, yeah. But I was so smart did, about well, it. Well, I did too whenever you we were in smart Chicago. about it. When we were in Chicago, well, I did. Yourself. I was drinking beer early on. Like, you know, 
I wasn't waking up until like 10. So it was beer early in the day. You were doing the bad stepfather plan of how to stay sober. <laughs> but in memories like being with David Mendenhall, and I was glad to hear Mike Seibert uh, recollect this from his point of view, which was like, we knew we talked to him. Not quite sure exactly <laughs> how the conversation went. It seemed like it was good. The vibes were good. Didn't wake up regretting anything, but don't really remember any details. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> and so, but that was also like by like two in the morning. I like, have conversations that's... like that with my girlfriend where I'm like, we talked about, I don't remember if I said this or if I dreamed it. Did we talk about this? Right. Anyway, uh, so please continue to listen. <laughs> subscribe to the show, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. iTunes users, subscribe, review. Five stars, please. We yes. will shout you out like this episode. Shout it! Shout it! <laughs> Just stealing it from Mike Cybers. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Uh, and uh, if you want to invent a drink after us, mm, feel yeah. free. and And we will drink it. During our 100th episode. I, I did say that Ooh. no matter what it is, we would drink it. Ah. All Hail Megatron, it's in your court. I, girl. I don't, you apparently don't listen to the G.I. Joe episodes. So I, <laughs> I wonder if she will listen to this. If one. this is falling on deaf ears. But uh, follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of them at APODDCast. And of course, the web presence, autopoddecepticast.com. It feels like some Springfield Cobra material. There's going to be some fun stuff, some 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 romance, some Three Kingdoms stuff up there. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this will this be like, like the fourth. This is a big episode. Well, this, yeah, that's a pretty big episode. It's gonna, I'm hoping will, this will be a long one. Yeah. We're trying, you know, we're only every two weeks, so we might as well give yeah, you no, the I'm juice. fine with it. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of extra content. Yep. Gonna plenty of content. Now. All right, everybody. See you later. <laughs> bye. You. Bye, bye, bye. Keep the shop. Check the merch. This is a good episode. <laughs>
he kind of got on his co-star's nerves when he sexually <laughs> harassed her. Okay. No <laughs> love lost between Tisha Campbell and yeah. Mar- or are they friends? Again? It was bad. I don't know. They're friends again. <laughs> uh, but I we I do I liked it when it was on, and I've watched it since. And uh, if you want to watch one episode that's really great, it's the one where the like his CD player gets stolen, and he's playing detective, and it is very whimsical. Okay, I like it. He has the. The info, there's an infamous episode of Saturday Night Live that only got broadcast in its entirety when it was live that has since been edited. And I remember seeing the, I watched the original one and he was, he just made a lot of dick jokes. Actually, I remember him talking about tallywhackers. He kept saying, Patalywhackers. Like he was so he just went off script. And, uh, you know, I remember, and then since then, I remember on Comedy Central, they would, you know, how they used to replay Saturday Night Live mm-hmm. episodes. That show would come on, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember this being funny. And they put this script over it that says, like, at this point in the episode, Martin Lawrence, this is the words coming, crawling on the screen. Martin Lawrence went on a tirade about uh, women's genitalia, men's genitalia, donkey's <laughs> genitalia. <laughs> and it was deemed too offensive to ever be repeated again. It's just, and it's in that Don Pardo voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's, so it's like they made a joke out of it, but they did also literally wow. edit it all out. So, what, so it, it, it probably doesn't exist except probably inside. You might be able to find it in YouTube or something oh, like yeah. that, the original. Someone might have actually recorded it that evening on VHS or yeah, something. Yeah, probably. Brussels, Brussels, where we sell good. <laughs>